Hi, this is David Vinson, and I'm the superintendent of schools for the Wiley Independent School District, and I'm joined by my co-host, Amanda Martin. Hi, I am the Director of Counseling Services and the Wiley Way, and welcome to the Achieving Kids podcast. Our goal is to provide a better understanding of how the decisions we make help promote the best interests of our kids and community. We will tackle big subjects, entertain different viewpoints, but the focus will always be on equipping you with the strategies that will help them become Achieving Kids. So, Amanda... I've brought Kelly Jamison in here tonight. I know, I'm so and happy. what we're going to do is we're going to evaluate your parenting. <laughs> My personal parenting. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to decide if your your parenting style is an effective way. He has some opinions on my parenting style. Oh my gosh. Really? I have interventions and I don't even care that I'm saying it because I her poor about this. children. So the thing is, is that <laughs> like, and we, I feel like Christy and I have done a I'm not saying we're we're 60% trying to be parents. You know, we're doing the pretty decent. But I mean, you know, Amanda, she's all in. And so the kids, I mean, they work them to the bone. I mean, this is like a like this labor camp that they have at their house. And so like hey, during Christmas, it's not just joy of the season. Like they have to earn candy canes. Wow. Earn them. Oh, is that right, Amanda? There's a version of that that's somewhat correct. I bring but... them and I put candy canes buckets of candy canes on their on their porch and i have to like get the code from the to get into their to their subdivision to do it he left they needed like a thousand candy canes on my porch wait till wait till valentine's day i don't i follow amanda on instagram and they look like they have a lot of fun in their family i thought so too (laughs) (laughs) and so the thing is is that when we talk about this and this is a great topic that i guess amanda wanted to talk about but i know you did too (laughs) Mm -hmm. about parenting styles and you know, it really did. After I started reading this research, it, well, it made me, well, I question a lot of y'all as far as how things go, but you know, now mm-hmm. I look at ourselves honestly, and it's a great reflection tool because to know what you do and be consistent with that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's the, it's the ball game. And so parenting styles. So what are the four parenting styles as far as what we were, do y'all want to talk about those or the first well, thing? I want to piggyback off of what you just said. Like, okay. This is the ball game. I completely agree. Really? I think this, this is, is yeah, this is the crux right are you, here. Are you worried about Amanda? Well, not yet, but we've just gotten started. Yeah. I'm already sweating right now in this room. <laughs> okay. It's hot. Okay. Actually, the parenting styles and then our next podcast on passions, I think, are the premier parenting topics. Well, good. This is this is it. So let's get started. So what would be well, let's I'm going to leave it up to y'all. OK, so when I was an AP psychology teacher and we we're getting to develop just lifespan development, part of it gets to parenting styles and how that works. And so I was just telling Dr. Vincent, just like basic research of Bomberin's parenting styles. And I showed him authoritative, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like, I guess the ideal where that would be me. You're letting you want your kids to be responsible, think for themselves, but you, you know, have consideration for who they are. We talked about authoritarian, um, where they just expect people just to obey because they're the parent and that's how it goes. We talked about permissive where you're, um, maybe just more of the, I just want to be your best friend approach. Um, and then the uninvolved, um, which is just kind of absent. We just talked about those as like overarching things with all this other stuff in the middle. And then we kind of pulled our teachers and our selves about what we think we are. And then Dr. Vincent made the comment, well, 
everybody's going to think they're the best kind, whatever they are. But I am (laughs) the best kind. He's like, why are we even asking people? They're going to think they're the best kind and they're not going to It really is because self-awareness is a big thing, right? SEL, you know, social Mm -hmm. emotional learning. That level of self and social awareness and about where you think you are and where you in fact are. I mean, you know, and I think I try to be pretty reflective and teasing about Amanda. I mean, she has, you know, great boys and they do wonderful things and Obviously, something's being done right there. Your own children and examine and you between you and, and your husband about how y'all raise for Christmas. So now I, I'm interested in that mm-hmm. because, and I also want to just point out, see what Christy's doing, see if I can help her <laughs> okay. do parenting. Yeah, everyone thinks they're authoritative. Yeah. Literally every parent thinks they're authoritative, which is kind of the one you aspire to be. Well, we should all aspire to be. But it's not until your parent, your co-parenting with your spouse, right? Mm-hmm. Or you compare your parenting style to one of your friends, do you get a true read on your own? Because while you're parenting, you believe you're parenting in the authoritative stance. Mm-hmm. But it's not until you run up your parenting style against your spouse or against friends or colleagues where you start to see differences. Up until then, you probably don't give your parenting style a bit of thought until it runs in contrast to someone else's. I've actually thought about this too, and I have some ideas about that so well I didn't include the pie chart on our notes but 100% of the respondents picked that they were authoritative parents so Mm -hmm. yes there was no need yeah so um, love your summaries of each I'm going to take it a step further Mm -hmm. to help people and within these four categories um, it's important to look at like warmth and control to get like a better measure so let's go through these so authoritative is the one that has what we call high warmth and high control. And when I say control, I mean structure. So control has sort of a negative connotation, but just think structure, like a routine. So authoritative has high warmth, high control. And this is sort of the gold star standard that we should all, um, you know, look towards. Authoritarian is high control, low warmth. And then we have permissive, which is high warmth, low control. And then um, the uninvolved is low warmth, low control. So if that helps Mm -hmm. um, frame that a little bit more specifically, if you Mm -hmm. think of it in terms of warmth, like your connection, your emotional connection with the child versus control are sort of the rules and structure of the family. So authoritative is, you know, high warmth, high control. So when we talk about control, it's more of like, think of a like a democratic family mm-hmm. where it's a conversation. You set the rules, but you're open to hearing what your children say about the rules and you're willing to bend a little bit if they have a valid point. But you're also high warmth. So the emotional connection with your child also has a high value. Well, I think that's helpful because one of the specific questions, I'm just going to read it word for word, was can high expectations hurt my kid? I see myself as an authoritative parent, but I do make sure my kid knows where we are heading and what's expected to get there. So you're saying, yes, you can have high warmth and high structure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that that is what you're shooting for, right? You want to foster the emotional health of your child, but you also want them to learn how to grow into an independent functioning adult. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there, there are negatives with each of these, the other ones, I should say. Um, like for example, the, um, permissive parent, you know, has, um, high warmth, low control Well, those, the outcome, how we measure like the success of that child is like they, 
they do worse in school. They don't set goals because it's just, you know, it's low control. So they were never taught like routine or rigidity or structure. So they're just kind of like flying by the seat of their pants. Yeah. But they feel real loved, <laughs> but yeah. they necessarily aren't the most routine people on the planet. Yeah. And I see a lot of that when, like I say, kids have an incredibly high self-esteem. They come in there. It's not ever their fault. You know, it's always some sort of whatever it's going to be. And then they find themselves at some sort because, you know, mama loves you. Daddy loves you. You know, but I mean, it's going to come to the some point where you, you got to do what you got to do. And it's really hard. You know, that's that's a real tough place to be. Would that fall into the category of um, like at, at times we have um, in our educational experience have ran into situations where a parent doesn't necessarily, they just kind of take this side of their child um, only, or maybe try to take care of the battle for them instead of their child moving forward through that? Yeah. Where does that fall? Well, and I think that's the, the secondary part of the conversation is this is kind of like your textbook psychology study right. of parenting styles. Now we have to couple that with the culture of the 21st yeah. century mm. shift in parenting mm -hmm. where you guys have heard me say this before, you know, kids are the new status symbol of families. Mm -hmm. So if a child is achieving and successful, therefore parents feel good about themselves and the family status is raised. Well, that's hard. You know, if you take your basic parenting, your four parenting, um, styles and you couple that with a culture that is high is valuing children more so than ever mm. then you're asking for a shift right right now like what do you see more of well then you see more of the authoritarian parent right which is more high control low yeah. warmth so it's it's um grades at all cost being the best football player at all costs, being the smartest kid at all costs, being having a higher class rank. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing this shift in culture with about parent, or I'm sorry, child achievement, not child development. Okay. So you start to see shades of the authoritarian parent, which values metrics. So you're going to get more of that high control, low warmth. So they value the child's success over their emotional connection with the child. Child achievement versus child mm -hmm. development. That's big. Yeah. And it's a big problem right now. It really is. You know, one of the things that we find ourselves in where kids are in this mode of achievement and parents are in constant analysis of their grades and their activities and all those things. And I mean, and they're on, on, on the, the grade book all the time and all this, and, and, and you want for children to, to love and grow and, and to develop. But, you know, at this situation, you know, I always say it's potty training at gunpoint. You know, I mean, it's just like I said, we won't get there. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be real pleasant in the end. So something's right. going to be, there's going to be yeah. some, some, some unraveling. Yeah. And when I talk with teenagers, when I present to, you know, um, adolescent groups and we're talking about parents and usually it's about the conflict with parents during adolescence, you know, I always ask them a very basic question. Do you feel that your parent is more focused on the numbers in your life, mm -hmm. your grades, your weight, your dress size, your status, your rank, your GPA, your ACT, your SAT? Do you find that most of your conversation with your parent is about the numbers in your life or is it more about how you're doing emotionally, socially, 
personally? Like, which conversations do you have more often? Oh and gosh, I can tell you when I... That's a really good When question. I separate it like that, they're, the kids' faces, I mean, it is such a light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. And they they can pretty much figure it out. Like, yeah, my parents... And a lot of that depends on the value system within the family. Yeah. You know, and then I say... You know, did your parents go to college? Where did they go to college? What do they do for a living? And I can get a pretty clear picture by looking at the basic family profile where the value system is going to land. And that's a really hard realization for a child when they realize that the priority is on the achievement and less of their personal development. Well, and I can see how that might be heightened in the culture, in the everything, because everything is so visual online. So people, not that you can't be proud of your child's accomplishments and posting, but if that's all people see, then that is going to just keep being elevated and elevated and elevated. Right. And remember they're children. So they, you're modeling stress and you're modeling so much for them. So if they see you stressing out about metrics, they start to believe, oh, those are the things that I'm supposed to feel feel big things about my GPA, my class rank, you know, where I'm getting admitted into things or first chair, second chair, third chair in the band, like those things, that's what I'm supposed to be focusing on. And that necessarily isn't the human experience, but unfortunately that's, that's the culture and that's the present reality for so many of these kids. I would think a fear would be like, well, if I don't talk to my kids about their grades or how they're doing or what if they don't apply themselves? Because that kind of goes back to the first question of that parent is I want to have expectations for my kids, but I also want them to be happy and healthy. So then do I, can I not talk about it? Or what would you say to that? Yeah. Well, a lot of times I'll, I'll talk to a parent in therapy who, you know, maybe has multiple advanced degrees or went to a very highbrow university and, Sometimes I have to say to them, listen, your, your experience of education is yours, but you're, you're projecting that onto your child at the expense of your relationship with your child. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if they want to go to a state school, is that okay with you? You know, so I, I force them to say out loud what they feel in their heart yes. and that it makes them pause and realize sometimes that... They've got their priorities maybe in a different place that they want. But a lot of this is also proxy parenting. So I always have to ask about their friend groups because a lot of times proxy yeah. parenting is just looking side to side and figuring out where my child should apply, what my child should do. So a lot of this is about like what I call parental confidence is like, are you okay parenting your child for who your child is? Or are you just sort of following the trends? You know, we always give kids and teenagers a bad rap for following trends, mm-hmm. but you could argue that parents do the exact same thing. We could. And, you know, it's really, there's a twist on that when I think about Grayson Callan Cake. Mm-hmm. You know, now Christie's parents were both educated people and had love in the home and, you know, by and large, just wonderful everything is just not about every in every way just wonderful and great upbringing you know we had i have have a mama that just loves you to pieces i mean just just and a dad too i mean and we were raised on love and my 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 dad said that we're not going to give you money but we will give you a good name and everything was built on honor everything and doing the work and being the right person and 
they didn't, they just didn't know how to help me and my brothers and sister, brother and sisters, because they just didn't know. And so we're in this world from a, a plan that you're, you know, and, and, and we've actually talked about this beforehand is that you want to make sure that, that they're equipped and I don't, you know, the other people, they're going to go on down the road and usually they're not telling the truth anyway, but you know, you do want them to be equipped and can that fall into that notion of someone telling them how it's going to be not based on status, but based on fear of not getting something that they, an essential life tool or. Mm -hmm. Right. But you say, um, but what is it that you're wanting to equip them with soft skills or high executive functioning? You know, I mean, here at Wiley, you guys do a lot with SEL. Those are soft skills. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. So, it has to be done in tandem. You have to give them the soft skills with the organization and the executive functioning and the outlining and the prioritizing and the time management. Those things should all be in the same basket. Yeah. So you ask a question like, what What are you equipping them with? Well, it should be a little of both. Yes. And luckily now, like, you know, school districts like Wiley are pulling in more of the SEL because we're starting to, you know, holistically see that a, a child or an adult with soft skills is more impactful in our communities than someone who's just efficient and organized and mm-hmm. academically intelligent. Well, in, in that same light, we're going to, we talk about strengths, we talk about passions. And uh, with our parenting, Christy and I, Christy has, thinks about 97 different things that the kids can do that's going to, that she thinks going to help them. And, you know, she'll wear them out, smooth out about every one of them because she wants, Hey, you can have this, you can have this. And there's a spreadsheet and a chart and you can do all these kinds of things and choose and stuff. And she's careful not to give those too much. But in that same, in that same light, you know, we, we want them to know that whatever they get to do and however they get to do it, that we're never going to measure it on success or failure, but effort. And about, is this moving? And then we always say, I, tell, I was telling the kids this 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 a couple of weeks ago. Is this broadening your opportunities or is this narrowing your opportunities? And sometimes it needs to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. And are, is this a decision that you want to make? And I was 18 and 19. I was 17 and I made stupid decisions. I mean, I needed somebody to guide me a lot earlier, you know. Mm-hmm. And I wish that someone would have been there to do that. And sometimes your life experience is how you raise people, right? Right. And I think part of, you know, we talk about, the pressure and the stress that these kids are under with this new parenting culture. But I think the silver lining is just what you said is we are talking and coaching our kids more so than previous generations. Mm -hmm. So yes, the stress, the, the pressure and stress is there because children are the new status symbols of family. But the silver lining there is you are talking so much more to them about their life choices than our parents did Mm -hmm. and their parents did. So that's the silver lining. As long as we are keeping our value system and our priorities in check, those conversations will stay in a healthy zone. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the hard part is when parents, because of proxy parenting and because of the status and achievement of their children, those conversations start to sound like, coaching sessions Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they lose sight of the individual and they're just chasing the achievement. And that's, that's the hard part to watch because that's when a child starts to lose a sense of themselves. And remember their relationship with their parent is the most important relationship of their life. So if they get the sense that their parent is driving them in a direction simply for the achievement, that makes them question all future relationships. Mm -hmm. So now we have a trust issue. So now we have an emerging adult who is, um, 
cautious that people just want a certain outcome out of them. And that's, that's a hard, that's a hard process to watch. Well, and even like within the home, I, I don't think I ever thought of it, how you're comparing your parenting. Like you might think you're one of these until you run up against, like you said, a friend, but we had a lot of questions about between you and your spouse, because then you've got two different people from two different backgrounds, you know, whether they're both in the home right now or out of the home. So how do you handle that? What if you're like, I think my parenting style is better than yours. Yeah. What do I, I think do? Mine's <laughs> well, it's, it's priorities. Is your parenting style better? What's that? Is your parenting style? Well, I, I, I like to think so. <laughs> I mean, gosh, Amanda, I call myself a parenting Wes. expert. I mean, I feel like it's okay. I really Just like my it. choices most of the time. Christy's going to say yes, too. <laughs> but these are also like gender norms, you know, so not to kick it up a notch here, but it makes sense that fathers are more interested in the achievement, right? Because as generally speaking, historically men are providers. So their role traditionally are like the workers and the women historically, generally speaking, uh, were caretakers. So it makes sense that we would slant more towards the emotional, the warmth side and dads would be more of the control side. Mm -hmm. Not always, but I'm speaking in very general terms. Mm -hmm. Don't at me about this conversation, <laughs> speaking in mm -hmm. general terms here. So, um, so it makes sense that you off probably why you had so many questions about differing parenting styles, because mm -hmm. at its core, men and women, you know, generally speaking, um, we, we do run those differences with warmth versus control. Not always. Now, these four styles that we're talking about today are rooted in American culture, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. Chinese Americans. What, which style do you think they're more of? Mm -hmm. Obviously, they're more authoritarian, mm -hmm. right? That's the, where you get the whole tiger mom culture, mm -hmm. right? So... And the, the study and the research on those kids is that they do grow up to be pretty successful, right? right? But that's culturally accepted. Okay. And then in American families, the authoritative, the authoritarian parenting works in unsafe neighborhoods. Hmm. So uh, a parent that is has authoritarian style in a bad neighborhood the, the research on that says that it actually works to keep their children safe. safe. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. It's so really you have to funny. take it into context, like the, yeah, you know, where you the are. neighborhood and yes. the country, et cetera. Well, you know, in Wiley. And so kids of all cultures come over. Mm -hmm. And it's really funny to see people describe and interesting to see people describe their moms. Mm -hmm. Because to your point about, you know, the Asian culture, and it's just, I love it about what is valued and what is that. I mean, and it really is mm -hmm. so interesting about the things. And then we have, the, you know, one of our friends from Ethiopia and it's just, it just, it, it really is. And you, so you think, well, we've got it, but I mean, there's a lot of different perspectives. We've had valedictorians from all different cultures mm -hmm. and they often reference their families and their speeches and you get, to, you just get to hear like what the expectation was and what that generation sees about it. And it's really awesome. You know, and the thing is from this, the, if you're talking about multiculturalism and diversity, it's been good for my kids to see it, you know, mm -hmm. so um, when they get to see those things and experience it, it just gives a whole Absolutely. Yes. different perspective and you know, we came from a school district that maybe was, was not as wealthy as this, 
and uh, you know the perspectives of other things about you know authoritarian and all those different things because they did what they know and they taught that and they saw those parents with those children and they do what they did. Well, and looking at the questions and the comments we got from our staff that participated in the survey, it makes me wonder, I'm going to read this next quote, but it makes me wonder how like educators, you know, naturally want to be authoritative. Um, They want their kids to learn and grow and make mistakes and they'll support them along the way. And so I wonder if that translates how you parent to your classroom. And then the second part was, this one says, um, for me, part of the authoritative Authoritative parenting style is giving my kids the opportunity, time and space, to resolve sibling conflicts without parental involvement. This can sometimes look like lazy parenting compared to my husband, whose natural inclination is to jump in quickly and settle the conflict. What suggestions do you have for couples to resolve their differences? I feel like that's a super common, I've, a ton of families could say that same thing. Mm-hmm. Dr. Vincent's pointing at himself right now. Because <laughs> Chrissy's got all the answers. Right. My job is to support whatever that's going to be, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my answer to that is when you have differing parenting styles, it all comes out in the wash. Hmm. But in the moment, it's never helpful or impactful to address the parenting styles in the heat of the moment when the children are arguing. Mm-hmm. Right? That is a that is a husband wife, that is a parenting conversation that happens after the fact when you're speaking, you know, behind closed doors. Not, I always tell my I always tell Chris, <laughs> oh, no. this is a husband wife conversation. You know, you like have to, you have to preface that. Well, you know, in yes. The moment. Sometimes, yes. You say it yes. in the moment, okay. Because it's, you don't want your children, you know, not that you um, protect them from every conflict, but when it's about them, they're just watching it like a tennis match, mm-hmm. you know? So that's really a, that's a parenting conversation. It never, it never works in the moment, which is mostly what I say all the time about when a child is dysregulated, mm-hmm. that is never the right time to explain to someone What's happening, right? Like everyone go back to their corners, calm down. And then during the, what we call the resolution phase, then that's where you say your side of the argument. But in the moment when people are dysregulated, no one's listening. Mm-hmm. They, they just want to win. Yeah. So, we've got one of those kids at our house and one that wants to please and one that wants to win. And the one that went wants to win was second. And one time I was pulling in from work and my, and Cal was out in the driveway and he says, Hey man, Let's go get a Coke. Let this thing simmer down, blow over. <laughs> <laughs> Waited a few minutes. And so, uh, the, and he was a wise man. Wise. And yes. the thing is, because, uh, you know, before when there's, you know, when mom's having a moment, because we're annoying and I get that <laughs> and that we just kind of agree. And then, but when the kid decides, well, I guess you can just get over that big old fit you're throwing or whatever it is or whatever they're going to do and keep going. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's when it, that's when parenting is tested, ladies and gentlemen. Well, and I do would like to just circle back to me making my kids earn candy canes yeah, comment before we end this podcast <laughs> um, is that earn I your, earn your love. No. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I was just trying to get that. Okay, go ahead. I just, Dr. Jameson put this on her Instagram um, the other day about the comment of you do what you have to do before you do what you want to do. Yeah. It's like the motto of my. Well, all you did is just quote style. her, so she's gonna naturally well, agree with no, you. No, I commented back like I say this a thousand times a day. So I just—they have chores; they are expected to do their chores. So they're not necessarily earning the candy cane; they're contributing to the household that they mm, live in. I like it, and then can have whatever quote-unquote candy cane. But he really did drop off. I was just telling him a story in passing. 
and his mind is like a still trap, and he remembers this for decades. Well, that Christy says, where are we going? And it comes back around. Why are we buying candy canes? <laughs> do we? Do they want this? This is months hey, after this conversation. And I'm saying, hey, 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 look, give me the give me the code to because I mean I can get in there because I've been in there, but. <laughs> The thing is, is though it's all fun, but but in all honesty, Amanda does a great job with her parents, her kids, uh-huh. and and Christy is does such a good job of you know loving and directing and that traffic. And sometimes at that moment, you know, I'm going to yield to that, and we're going to listen. And then there's moments, as you're saying at the end, you're going, mm-hmm. you know, this, you know, this is we probably ought to reset. And then the Vincent rule: we don't talk about anything serious after eight o'clock. It's a great rule. Yeah, just remember, you're always shooting for high warmth, high routine. I'm going to mention that whenever I'm getting in trouble. Your job is to have high warmth. <laughs> You're like, I don't know if I feel a lot of high warmth. I'm missing right the warmth now. right now. And remember, one parent, <laughs> like if you are if you call yourself authoritative parents, she can't be warmth and you can't be controlled. It's like oh, okay. you have to be both and she has to be both. That's the, the goal. Individual parent. Yes. It's not a team, like total value. Well, you know, and the, the thing about, and, and I, I think that in some ways we're all mixtures of some of this all the time. And uh, because... I have a high expectation and I have a high expectation because I want you to have a great life. And if you expect me to say, now I'll say good effort. It was a bad, you know, you had a behind day instead of a head day right now. We're going to get there. But, you know, we're, you know, here, here we go as a parent. And but Christy is the person that can give that emotional support. And I mean, I'm there too to listen, but it, it, she has a different gear than I don't that I have. Yeah. Well, you're looking for more, like what's the general tone? Sure. We're all permissive parents at the end of the work week when mm-hmm. we're tired and yes. we're, you know, ordering pizza on right. Friday night and like whatever, <laughs> watch a yes. movie, you know, whatever. Yeah. Sure. But you know, it's oh, the, geez. it's the collective, like, what are you more days than not? Yeah. So we're wrapping up here. Advice, thoughts, less considerations. Right. Since we all tend to think we're the best kind of parent and you want us to be really reflective on how we're actually doing, mm-hmm. what would be your tip? My tip is ask yourself, what what are you valuing most mm-hmm. in your parenting? Like that, Think about it. Are you, are you valuing all those metrics and achievements mm-hmm. or are you really valuing the health and emotional wellness of your child? And you have to answer that First, it's a it's a reflective question, and then your behavior should match where you want your value system to be. Yeah, good advice. I like it. And you know what we'll do is we'll actually leave in the bottom of this uh, the different styles and and ask you to uh, consider what you, those are mm-hmm. and uh, learn and grow from it because it is one of those things that uh, man you get one shot at this, right? And it's so awesome. And you know I love being a parent. I love my kids. I love my wife, and you just want to do the best job because. You know, and that every day's a new day. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you. Thanks.